0: Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Odd Fellows Oddcast. And joining me today is a world champion, Odd Fellow. Yes. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, And I I asked you before, do you prefer Jermaine or do you prefer JJ? And you said it doesn't really matter, so I'll I'll just go with uh, Jermaine today. Sure, that's (laughs) fine, that's fine. How are you? I'm doing great. And, you know, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Um, This is uh, uh, like episode 15 of the podcast, and, you know, it's really a great honor that you were you know took the time to to be here today uh so i'm no, sure that
1: thank you thank you i appreciate you having me on
0: well thank you um i i'm pretty sure that everybody would love to know uh a bit about your world champion status and also about your relationship with Oddfellows. you've been in an Oddfellows lodge for how long now about four years now uh-huh okay wow yeah and yeah. um I'd love to hear a story about how it is that you uh, came to be an Oddfellow because you, uh, over, over the past weekend here at uh, California Grand Lodge, you put in an appearance and answered a few questions for people. So I know some of the answers already, but I'm sure that the people that are uh, watching or listening to the podcast are really interested in knowing uh, as much as you can. Uh, so please feel free to, you know, tell us how, like, how did you hear about Oddfellows? Well,
1: funny thing is, um, I own a gym, West Coast Combat Center, and one of my students has been an art fellow for a number of years. And I don't know how the situation came about, but we were discussing, you know, I believe it was, I was telling him that I wanted to do something, you know, with the youth, raise something for my youth, my youth class, because where we're located, it's not the best area, you know, we have some troubled youth, you know, it's not just, you know, being bullied, but some are also, you know, gangs and and so on and so forth. And I had mentioned something like that to him and he said, you know what, I'm part of a group that might be able to help you with that. And we just kind of went along about our way, you know, and then maybe the next few months later, it came about again, and he was like, "You know what? I have this group. You should come by, and if you like it, you know we can discuss further about that." So I came down. I believe you have to come to two of the um, two of the the dinners, the meetings, meetings slightly, yeah. and um, but you can't actually take you know take place in the meetings. You know, you have to sit outside, or after the dinner, you just kind of go home. So it's kind of the meet and greet thing. Surprisingly, when I came to the meet and greet, uh, a, a buddy that I've known since I was a teenage kid was an Odd Fellow as well. He had been in wow. the Odd Fellows for a number of years. He's mm. seen me. He said, "Jermaine, what are you doing here?" <laughs> and I said, uh, "I'm thinking about about joining." He said, "Hey, this guy's good. He's good. He's good. <laughs> this guy. I've known this guy for years." He said, "He's good." He said, "You're in. You're in. You're in." And I was like. I've just got here. I'm in what? what, 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 am I in? You know? So right when I got in there, you know, I felt, I felt homely already because I've, I've already known one of the guys that I had been training with for a number of years. And then this other guy, uh, I've known him, Sam and Jaime was, is my student. And Sam is the guy that I've known for probably, Oh man, more than 20 years. So when I got in there, of course, I was like, oh, and Sam used to help me out with my gymnastics and all this stuff back in the day. So, of course, I felt very homely in there already. Like, oh, my gosh, I already have uncles in this place. <laughs> so so this is a brotherhood. So I have uncles in here. So I'm already in here. And um, wow. we just kind of went from there. And it was before COVID.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, I was able to attend a number of meetings back then, you know, before this whole pandemic started. So it's, it's always been such a great deal for me to be able to help out my youth and, and my community because I was one of those kids. Mm -hmm. If I didn't take martial arts, I may have possibly been a gang member or, or, you know, drug dealer on drugs, who knows what I would have been, would have been, but I started competing when I was 13 I I won national titles at an early age. I I got to travel all over the world. I was so busy with my martial arts. I didn't even get a chance to play football when I had buddies in high school that were on the team. They were like, oh, we got, we're going to go play football. I'm like, oh man, I'm a national champion. I have to go to the gym and do martial arts. You guys are all popular at school with the girls and you guys are getting all the love. And man i wish i could go hang out and go to the games and do this stuff with you but i had to right after school i had to get right to my gym and and continue to train and train and train and you know and it was a blessing it was a blessing you know it um, it kept me off the streets it kept me able to do what i'm doing now and it brought me into this you know this this wonderful brotherhood that i'm in right now
0: yeah well that's it's quite a story and you know i i I, I don't think that uh, anybody could possibly say that there's nothing good about having the kind of discipline and the kind of, you know, moral strength and will that it takes, you know, to uh, do what you were doing back whenever you were in school oh. as a national champion. So, you know, I, I'm sure that your uh, your life would have been very different had you not got involved with, uh, with martial arts. Yeah, for sure. And you started off with uh, Taekwondo, if I remember. Is that right? Correct. Correct. I started Taekwondo when
1: I was roughly about eight or nine years old. Um, My mother was a single mother. Um, You know, we didn't live in the best neighborhood. She put me, and I was kind of a little guy. I was a very little guy, actually. And I stayed little for a real long time, but... (laughs) she put me in martial arts because she knew that I was going to get picked on, you know, and not just the fact that, you know, we were in a, in a kind of rough area. I I come from a biracial family. You know, my mother is an African American woman and my father, my biological father is a Puerto Rican male. And he, he's very fair skin with blondish hair and, 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 you know, uh, bright green eyes. So it was like, look, you're in, uh, community that there aren't very many of there aren't very many children like you they're either one or the other Mm -hmm. so and you know oftentimes kids can be very cruel they can also be very um not just children but also adults can be very ignorant in things that they don't understand or they don't see so i've dealt with a lot coming up and honestly, through the martial arts, through my Taekwondo training, I was able to stay focused because I, as, ba- as bad as they speak about Taekwondo now, when I started Taekwondo, my instructor was a Korean man from Korea and he didn't, he didn't understand how it was in America. He carried around a stick and he used to beat us little kids up. You know, if we, did, if we didn't stand there, he would sometimes go in the back room and put us in an attention stance and he'd go in the back room for three, four five minutes and he would be standing in the back room. He had a double sided mirror and he'd be in the back room, maybe drinking his coffee or whatever he was doing, but he'd be watching us through this mirror. And if we moved, even if we scratched our head and something, you know, we're kids scratch our heads, turn around. Hey buddy, like start talking and stuff. He'd come back out with his stick and he would get <laughs> us. He would get us now. Yeah. Now, you can't do that anymore. You know, your gym will get shut down. But back then, and especially in the, in the type of area we were, you know, they were pretty bad kids. So these kids needed that type of stuff and we got it. We got it for sure.
0: Well, I'm sure that your mom was quite proud of you for going through all of that. You know, I'm sure yeah. she's very proud of you.
1: Yeah. yes, yeah, She is. She is. She very, she is very much.
0: Now, um, so you went from Taekwondo, and you ended up with uh, Muay Thai as your chosen chosen sport. Or do you you do a variety though, if I remember right. Yes, yes, yes. Fight yes. in different mo uh, different fighting styles depending on uh what where you want to go and fight. I guess wherever you can well, enter yeah. in, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, right now, currently, I've been doing Muay Thai quite quite um. Well actually since the pandemic
0: hmm.
1: I have only done Muay Thai fights but hmm. prior to that I've done I was in K1 which was a, a, a large international kickboxing organization where they only have a few Americans to fight hmm. in that organization um, they they picked the best Amer they picked the best fighters all over the world
0: wow. and
1: and I've been so I was selected at that time one of the American fighters I was actually the the U.S. poster boy for K1.
0: What um, is K1? K1.
1: It's a it's a Japanese organization. That's it's held mainly over in Japan, Hmm. but Hmm. um, they migrate to some foreign countries every now and again. But they pick the world's top kickboxers, you know, or or maybe the or maybe the top Muay Thai fighters. But it is a kickboxing organization. So if you're, so there is no elbows and Mm -hmm. you know, you can't hold on. So it has a very high knockout ratio because oftentimes when people get hit, the first thing they want to do is they want to grab you and hold on in K1. There is no holding. You you Mm -hmm. just have to kick and punch. And once you know, you're, you're staggered, they, they, they command you to keep going.
0: Wow. Sounds rough. (laughs) <laughs> no,
1: it's, it's pretty rough. I, I would say it can't be any more rough than Muay Thai because Muay Thai is the most dangerous sport in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that sport has more deaths than any other sport. And I believe wow. that's something that's every year. Yes.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, a couple questions. You're, you're going to have to yes. talk about the world championship, but, uh, am uh, I'm going to ask you the question that I asked you, uh, what was it a week ago? Uh, sure. Are you going to retire now that you have? Now that you're on top, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that, that, still haven't. That, that is, that is the golden question, huh? <laughs> well, you don't have to I, answer. I actually, just... no, no, no. I love to answer it. Actually, August twentieth, I am going to be fighting, um, possibly defending my world title are maybe picking up a new international title. We're still in the, in the midst of talking about that, but it is confirmed that I will be fighting August 20th on pay-per-view. Wow. Yes. Okay. Well, I
0: you're <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to be well-trained by the time that you get to that fight.
1: Yes, yes, I am. And one of the things is, you know, I'm a little older now. I'm not, you know, old per se, but for the sport. You know, I'm 40 years old now. And I am the world champ. I am the WBC national champ. I have some other titles. Um, I have a target on my head. Yeah. Everybody's coming after me because they're like, we got the 40-year-old guy that's the champ. We got to get him. You know, I'm 28. I'm, I'm the stud. I'm, I've been training 15 years. I want this man. So I have a long line of people that are waiting to get me. And this is actually the re- funny story is, The reason why I'm coming out of this, I said I was going to retire, but this guy, we were supposed to fight prior Hmm. and he's been calling me out for the, for probably the past three, about three and a half years. This guy has been calling me out. So, you know, he, he lived in Thailand. He's got 300 fights plus (laughs) he's, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a rough guy, you know, but i am got to give him what he wants and I got to give the people what he, what they want. And especially, you know, my newfound uh, I don't want to say, what do I want to How do I want to use this word? Uh, my newfound stardom mm-hmm. with our odd fellows, I would love for everybody to go ahead and see what I have because I'm getting, I'm getting messages from Cuba, from the Philippines, odd fellows, Mm-hmm. that are congratulating me for being in the lodge. And I'm like, hey, I have over 100,000 followers on Instagram. I've noticed that my fights are getting, you know, I have some fights that have millions of views. But now I'm getting Odd Fellows message me. And, you know, it's different than having just the regular, you know, fan hit me up say, hey, can you come to Japan, do seminar? Can you come to Mexico, do seminar? You know, it, 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 it holds a little bit more weight to me. Because I'm getting recognized by my brotherhood. You know, this is like getting endorsed by your family. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just something a little bit different. You know, like I've been an odd fellow for almost four years. You know, you're on your pod. This is your 15th podcast. I I was a WBC national champion, you know, over a year ago. I was an international champion years ago. And now this is the first time that we're talking about this, you know. And I've had fights all over the internet. I've I've been on movies, TV shows. I've been mm-hmm. in commercials. I've done modeling. I've done a whole bunch of stuff. But now my odd fellow brothers and, and sisters are seeing me, and they're seeing me, you know, not as, oh, he's a he's a a, a, a world champion. They're seeing me as a as a as a brother, as a mm-hmm. you know, as as a as a family, and mm-hmm. that holds a little bit more weight than just the average people. Because I feel like if I lose, if I retire, eventually there's gonna be a new world champion. You know, it, it, there is, yeah, that's just, that's just, that's that's just the works. end of the, yeah, that's just the name of the game. But I'll still be who I am in the brotherhood. You know, they'll still respect me. They'll still say, hey, remember this guy? Here he is right here. Look, Jermaine, he was the world champ, you know? When I, when I relinquish my title, have to move over, those same people that were asking me for seminars, you know, I might get some, but they're going to be asking the new champ. They're going to be wanting to see the new champ, you know. And who knows, that might be my son, you know. Yeah, But I was thinking but, about that, yeah. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, is that they're going to be looking at someone else soon, you know. So I would like to give my brothers and my sisters at least one more good show against a good game worthy opponent, you know, so we can all say, Hey, I was there for that one at least.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember whenever, uh, uh, you, you had that, that fight and there were people talking about, it. I was like, wow check this out. This is really great. And yeah. you know, I, I, uh, I didn't even, I think that it had happened before I had a chance to even see it. Yeah. So, you know, um, one of the great things is that with social media, because I became aware of you through social media, um, yes. and this podcast has a lot of, you know, people who listen and and people who follow and watch, because I, I turned this into an audio podcast as well as a video podcast on YouTube. Beautiful. So, um, you know. If you ever have any details or anything like that, I can always update the description so that people will know, uh, you know, when and where to tune in or uh, how, you know, if it's a pay-per-view event. Like, is it a pay-per-view? This is going
1: to be a pay-per-view event. Uh, It's on August 20th. I know I'm going to be out there again. Um, I was asked to come out to the, um, where is it, North. North Carolina.
0: That's could be.
1: Yeah, I believe it's North Carolina. And I, I was speaking with with one of my brothers, and they were like, "Well, you know, that's kind of close because um your fight's the 20th. I said, "No, it's not." I said, "You know, I'd love to come out there, kind of do a show, what I did with my son the last time, but mm-hmm. this time, since I'm fighting, I'll bring my pad holder, and and what I'll do is I'll just do an open workout out there, you know, and 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 that way the people can kind of get a good look at me and and, and what I'm doing. And then they can tune in to the pay-per-view, you know, and and say, hey, you know, he was right here. This time we got to be involved this time, you know, opposed to last time it was it was. um, It wasn't hidden, but it just wasn't announced and and. You know, even when we were out there in, in um, Modesto, yeah, you know, they, they were talking about, hey, why isn't this promoted? We have a world champion in in in, in our group. He's not just a, a a a guy, he's a world champion all over the world. And why isn't this promoted in our on our paper? How come this isn't on our website? You know? And a little bit, maybe my fault. I haven't been very vocal, but I want to be vocal right now. I want people to see this. I want people to see me, you know, not just our brotherhood. I mean, I want, I want, I want the world to see it. You know, this fight is on pay-per-view. The world can view it. You know, after this, it can go. I I posted something online and I, and I've got numerous, you know, odd fellows and Rebecca's in my inbox saying, Hey, where can I see the fight? Where can I see the fight? And I said, look, this is, it was on Bally Sport. Uh, you're just going to have to stay tuned and try to catch it. You know, and I, cause my, I had my nephew message me was like, hey, uncle, you're fighting. And I said, oh, really? And he sent me a little clip and he said, yeah, it's on at 11 o'clock tonight. And I posted it on my, on my Facebook page. I don't know if you've seen it. But uh, it it was just the, um, it wasn't the fight. It was the actual, you know, Jermaine Soto versus uh, Justin Gerowitz, um, you know, main event. Mm -hmm. And it was on, it was on television and he, he, it wasn't, it was going to be aired. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you guys just got to catch it. This is the perfect opportunity for people to catch it, to be a part of it. Because honestly, I said last time, okay, this is going to be my last fight. But honestly, this time might really be my last fight. So I would really like now that I I can be a lot more involved, that people can be a lot more involved, I would like everybody to catch this, you know. So now we can really go through this together. Say, hey, remember that time? I was right there. I saw it. You came down, you did an open workout. It was amazing. You know, this would be awesome. It'd be awesome. And it would be amazing if I could go ahead with the full on because, you know, most of the time we, we get all of our stuff through, through sponsors and, and the sponsors do this and they do that. You know, I would really like to, to kind of step aside from all that and, and, and maybe get the grand lodge to, to back me with this, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and just do an exclusive thing through our odd fellows. And I don't have to have to, cause you notice, even when I came last time, you know, my short, my, Mm -hmm. my shirt, had a number of number of sponsors on there mm-hmm. you know and people were like oh well the odd fellows was in the middle it would look way it would be much better if i could just have odd fellows mm-hmm. just 100 wow. 100 odd fellows on the front odd fellows on the back odd fellows on my hat odd fellows on my banner odd fellows on my fight shorts you know fighting out of the, the Odd Fellows, Fellows Fellowship World Champion, you know, that would be awesome.
0: awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. And now then you were, when, it
1: gets, when it gets, you know, played over on TV over and over and over, we're like, oh, dude, we're part of that group right there, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I was looking up what it is that you were talking about. You were talking about the Sovereign Grand Lodge, which is in North Carolina, Winston-Salem, Winston, yes. and yes, yes. the Sovereign Grand Lodge is going to have their annual sessions August 15th to the 18th. Yes. And your fight is going to be on the 20th. And you said it's going to be in North Carolina, huh? No, my fight is going to be in San Diego. Oh, in San Diego. Okay, great. The
1: the Sovereign Grand asked me to come. Mm -hmm. And if I could do the same thing that I did out there. Mm -hmm. And I said, of course, I'm not going to. That's a great opportunity. Of course. Who's going to turn him down? Like, for real? So but three days later i was asked to fight and i said you know what i'm gonna go ahead and take this fight not just for me but for my brothers and my sisters you know and for reputation Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna uh I, i don't see it being a big deal because he told me personally he said you come down when you can we'll work around your schedule We'll fit, We'll make time for you. So it would be beautiful if I just go down there, do an open workout, announce, say, hey, because everybody should know about my fight by then. It's about three months away. Mm-hmm. You know, then do my open workout. Tell everybody, hey, hey, you know, wish me good luck on the fight. Fly back down here. Get ready. Fight on the 20th and hopefully everybody will be tuning in and watching that. And you know, get that victory and yeah. either defend that title or, or get a new international title.
0: Yeah. Now, one of the great things that we can do is if, uh-huh. if you want to, you could ask the Sovereign Grandmaster to make sure to put out an announcement to everybody so that we can yes. share about your fight on social media and get tens of thousands of people posting uh, that one of our odd fellows is going to be defending his uh, world championship uh, in a fight. And you can tune in, watch one of our Odd Fellows.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we're planning on doing. You know, we, we, we've been under the radar for quite some time because even me, when, when, when my student was like, hey, you're going to come down to the lodge, I was like, "Um, I don't really know what that is. You know, what, what, <laughs> what is that? No, it's about time that we start addressing us to the, the youth. You know, mm-hmm. not just the youth, but to the people that 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 are that are out here and that don't understand us you know they don't understand what we're about we're about you know uh, we're about friendship you know you know family you know we're about love you know uh, we're about you know uh, you know we're about a lot of stuff yeah you know yeah. you know helping out the community mm-hmm. you know we we're trying to not because I, even people hear us and they're like, what? What are you? You're part of those people. What people? Like you're a secret society. You're, you're one of those people. Like what? No. We want to better our community, better our youth. In theory, we're trying to better the world. Yeah. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. You know, yes. we're just not where we used to be. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's about that time to take that opportunity and show people what we're about. and you know this is a great opportunity to do it. I've noticed that um, I' seen one of our brothers post at Elks Lodge mm-hmm. had a had, had sponsored an athlete and was yeah. like oh well they they're sponsoring somebody. you know here's the perfect opportunity. We should do it right now. I don't see why we would wait you know we should we should get on this right now. Agreed. Now yes.
0: um, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Now uh, I, I did want to make sure that we had the opportunity for you to talk about your son. And oh, yes. I don't know if you know this or not, but like the minimum age limit is 16. It's 16. Yes. So whenever your son turns 16, he can join your lodge. Yes. And I'm sure that yes, you probably that's, already that's, thought of that, right? But He, al- uh, he
1: already knows that. He already okay. knows that. Um, we did, I think it was 2019 before COVID happened. Uh-huh. You know, we're part of the parade. We have our, our, our float in the parade. Yes. We, but not, not just the Rose parade, but we have our, our float in our town parade. Oh, nice. So in our, in our town parade, we got dressed in, in our, um,
0: the regalia, in our, Christ,
1: in our Christmas suits. No, we oh, had Christmas. Christmas suits. suits. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. We had Christmas. Christmas suits and um, My son was right there with me walking and he's about I think maybe 11 years old He's walking Handing out candy to all the kids with our odd fellows, you know So he has a big influence as well, you know, so of course I'm I'm gonna mimic my son behind me, but a better version of me. So what I do I want him to do but better so he already knows when he comes of age, he's gonna be an he's gonna be a junior Odd Fellow. You know, I heard that there was like, there was a uh, like some Odd Fellow, Junior Odd Fellows, uh, like um, I think it was thirty of them. They said that ended up closing or something, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: for for the Junior Odd Fellows. Well, I mean, what what? Why can't we? Why can't we bring those back? You know, I mean, we have a kid who is a first ever. Um, California state champion he's under his father who is a world champion we have kids that are that have their own TV shows working out with my son on the Disney Channel you know when we get people like this behind behind our students you know we I mean and I can even I'm gonna even go ahead do as far as name drop I have a boo-boo steward at my gym who has who has one of the highest grossing TV show, I'm sorry, movies that Disney has ever produced. Wow. I, ha- I have uh, Dylan Pillspray that comes in often to our gym and works out with me and my son, who is right now on location filming uh, MTV Teen Wolf. I don't know if wow. you remember Teen Wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He comes, yeah. He's right now, he's one of the lead stars, and he comes down to our gym. So when we do stuff, we have people. You know, we have people that that have way more followers than I do, you know? that that are known, and these are kid stars, you know? Mm -hmm. So when he starts to do stuff, you know, when they say, hey, this is my buddy, those people follow, you know, they follow, which is one of the crazy things about social media right now. People just, they just follow just to, just because they think it's the cool thing to do, you know? But if they follow and they see a purpose and they say, oh my gosh, look at this. This kid has this and that, you know, we can start leading by example. And that's what we want to do. We want to show you what we're capable of doing, what we have. Hey, this is good. This isn't out here in the streets saying, you know, let's, let's do this drug. Let's, you know, drive this fancy car. Let's wear these expensive clothes and all this stuff. Let's do something more for the community. Let, let's, help, let's help keep these kids from riding on the side of our walls and our businesses. You know, let's keep these kids... Let's stop. Let's have Let's influence. These kids stop bullying these kids so they don't feel the need to have to come to school with the gun, you know, because they're upset or threatened. We're hearing about these things. And a lot of this is because, you know, forgive me if I'm saying something wrong, but a lot of this is because I feel it's poor parenting skills, you know, because why? Why can't we stop all these mass shootings and these crazy things from happening? I understand that parents have, we have to work. It's hard to watch over our kids. But if, if they're around another kid that's a good kid that can help motivate them and influence them and say, hey, let's not do this. Let's do that. Who cares if you don't have the nice new Jordans coming to school? You know, who cares if your mom is working all the time? Or your dad is working all the time, you know. You have you have a mentor in the form of a buddy, a friend, a brother, or a sister. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I do. And you know, uh, it, it's unfortunate that there is, uh, you know, the sort of natural element of bullying that becomes part of these tragic stories. That uh, yes, you know, it's like unfortunately uh, people just aren't equipped or trained or even, you know, sometimes they, they don't have the courage. People want to step back and like, don't do anything. Don't, don't, you know, make the bully mad because it'll come after you, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I understand that dynamic. And, um, I know what you're saying about parenting, parenting's uh a much harder job than I knew it would be. I mean, I've got a a daughter who's uh, 14 and she's Mm going to be 15 soon. And we got her in Taekwondo and she got the black belt, you know, so that's uh, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it it definitely has helped her with things like focus and she can still kick really great, which is fantastic. Yeah. She, she had to use that because she got attacked on the playground, you know, uh, uh, earlier this year. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on. But uh, I, I tell you something, it's it's just hard for kids to get involved and put an end to bullying. You know, they, they, yeah. they have a hard time standing up to bullies. And whenever they see somebody getting bullied, you know, they usually just stay out of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah.
1: And, and that's the thing,
0: you know, we need to get the right kids
1: behind it. You know, because you, you think of, of, you think of gangs, you know, and it's hard, it's bad to say, but it would be like, you know, these kids, these kids get in their, their, their group and they could be, I guess, I don't want to say, uh, 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 I don't like to use that gang, but I mean like a good gang, you know, mm-hmm. a positive gang, you know, to, to, to help influence people. You know, and 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 that would be awesome, you know, if we could start doing something like that. Because I own a martial arts gym, and I'm looking to try to sponsor some kids. You know, I have some kids now, but I'm looking to try to sponsor some kids. You know, go to these. The first thing when I went to, and it's crazy because when I went to the school, when we first opened, I went to the schools and said, hey, I want to help these kids. And you know what I was told? We do not want to promote violence at our school.
0: Right, right, right. And
1: I'm like, I'm like, Uh, I'm trying to teach them martial (laughs) arts. I'm trying to teach them, I'm trying to teach them, uh, uh, honor, respect, loyalty, confidence, discipline. That's the last thing I want them to do is fight. But they're like, no, 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 no. We just can't have it. And I'm like, oh my goodness. You know how many people that could have possibly been saved if they would have been in a martial arts program? You know, some of these kids, like I said, some of these kids are being bullied because of neglect.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. My father figure for a number of years was my martial arts instructor. I wasn't out there bullying kids, trying to beat them up because I knew how to do martial arts. I was out there trying to get back to my gym and train. I was having good. I was I was getting I was getting a lot of confidence, even though my instructor was out there with a stick hitting on us. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that stuff. I don't know why I loved it so much. But, you know, all, 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 all of us, we like those karate movies. You know, we like to see them do all that that crazy stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's cool. You know, we, we, we build a fixation off that. And, yeah. and, and you know, it, it's a shame that we don't have enough people. And to tell you the truth, because martial arts is so popular, it's a very expensive sport. It's it basketball. All these sports are expensive too, but martial arts, let's be real is a very expensive sport. It's expensive. You have to buy all this gear. You have to pay your monthly dues. You know, you have to pay your testing fees. You have to do Mm -hmm. all this stuff and and it's expensive. So of course some of these people can, yeah, you know, you already know that another word for Taekwondo is take my dough, you know, (laughs) because it's, it's a very expensive sport. So, yeah
0: but there's a lot of value that you get out of it though well, you, know? you,
1: you, you can't put a price on that but because yeah. of some of the people can't afford it they just say okay you just go play at the park or here play your video games then they're on the then they're on their video games and they start to get bullied or they're talking crazy they're being trained in some crazy other ways you know they're not able to do it because their parents are just and I think that's something that we should we should try to do. You know, try to get a few of these kids, sponsor some of these kids, and you know, maybe talk to some of these schools. You know, I'm I I've I have a list of all the schools in my area. You know, I'm gonna give it a try again to see you know what what can I do get some of these bad kids and 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 not not necessarily bad kids, but some of these kids that aren't doing very well. Mm-hmm. You know, they're maybe being maybe bullying and bring them into the gym. You know. And, and and see how they act, you know, and get them back out there. And maybe they can change some lives, Yeah, you know, because it dripples down from the top.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I really kind of like the idea of what you were saying about having like a, a good gang. Right. Um, I, I could just imagine having a junior Oddfellows lodge of, of kids yes. that are brothers and sisters, you know, at a school. And like they're like a big family. Yes. You know how it is. It like yes. you don't want to pick pick on or, you know, get picked on by like that kid because their brother is going to come after you, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we can exactly. protect each other. We're stronger together, exactly. right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what, what I want. I plan on doing, okay. you know, my son, he's 13, but he has kids that are 18. Night, one of his best friends is almost 17 years old. Hmm. He drives a car. He comes and picks my son up and they go hang out and these, and these kids they look up to him. I've never even heard of that. A 17-year-old kid looking up to a, a 13-year-old kid.
0: Well, you know let's not leave out the details. Now your, yeah. your son is a state champion. Yes, right?
1: yes, 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 yes. But he also the all the kids also train with him too. Uh-huh. So they get behind him and these kids, like they're they're good kids. They're well, good, good kids. I mean, they 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 started off a little rocky, mm-hmm. but but you know, they've we. I have helped mold them into being responsible, good young children, mm-hmm. and that's why that's why I don't mind my son, go, him picking my son up and them going out somewhere, hanging out, and coming back later on in the evening because I know, I you know, I, I are, know yeah. yeah, I know, I know exactly what they're capable of doing. I know nobody's going to be able to mess with them. Number one, and number two. That they're responsible. They're not going to be going around looking for problems. Mm-hmm. They're going to do exactly what they're supposed to do. And if anything does happen, now my son might not tell me one hundred percent in detail, but they will tell me one hundred percent detail without leaving any speck out.
0: Uh huh. That's awesome. Well, um, do you want to uh, uh, talk a bit about your your son? Oh sure, yeah. Tell us. Well, he he's he actually is leaving
1: to Thailand August second or something. Yeah, maybe August first. He's gonna be leaving to Thailand for about a month, and he's gonna do his training out there. And he's you know and like I said, I've I've worked with him. I know who he is he's going to go out there and he's not going to be oh my gosh i'm away from my family i can go ahead and just act wild. i know exactly right. what he's going to do he's going to take awesome. in full advantage of that opportunity uh muay Thai's just become an olympic sport the olympic committee messaged me they wanted me to to actually try out for the team but i said you know you guys are holding the olympics in 2024 that means i have to continue to fight so I said, you know, thank you, but no thanks, you know. <laughs> it's a great opportunity. I mean, I, I, I fought in Pan Am Games. I fought in the U.S. Open. I fought in the Junior Olympics. I've been down this road for many, many, many years. And it would be awesome to be like, man, I, I fought in this. I won, I won over here, and now I'm, I trained to a completely different sport, and now I'm going to win over here. But, you know, but I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to let my son do whatever he chooses to do. And he's looking real forward to it. So it's one of the reasons why he's going to be out there. He's going to go out there and he's going to do his thing. He's going to come back here. And we're probably going to be sending him out to different places every so often. You uh-huh. know, uh, my last camp, I was in Puerto Rico uh, doing boxing, Puerto Rican boxing, which is a little bit different than the boxing we have out here. Hmm. You know, is, is a different style of boxing. So I had my uncle... Uh, by the way, is the mayor of Ricon in Puerto Rico. Hmm. And he was a professional fighter as well. So he set up camp and we fought, we trained and we trained. And actually he more than likely will be, will be, um, cornering me for my next fight, August 20th. I mean, and and that'll be a good, he cornered me for my, for my WBC national champ. But he just it was too much for him to get away because, you know, he he took off from work some time and the man hasn't had an off day in like 10 years. So he took some time off from work, came out, California, which he had never been to California before, stayed for two weeks and then went back to Puerto Rico. And I know he caught hell because there's a lot of stuff out there that they were like, hey, what are you doing? He's, and he's he's just a workaholic, workaholic. So I'm trying to let him know early. Yeah, hey, I'm going to need you out here, and wouldn't that be something to have the mayor of Puerto Rico with, with one of our odd fellows shirts on as a, when I walk out to the ring? Sure. Yeah, he,
0: he actually <laughs> ha-
1: he he actually wore our wore the same shirt last time, you uh-huh. know. So it, it, it is on there, and of course, you know, he 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 has a lot of control over in that country, and we were on radio shows out there, and it was a big deal. He said, "Oh, when when he posted a picture of me." It was like maybe 10 minutes later, he said, I have 360 messages already wishing you good luck, you know? Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's been a whole surreal experience. And, and even when I was in Puerto Rico, I tried to go to the Odd Fellows Lodge. I emailed them, I emailed them, didn't get an email back. I emailed them again. So if somebody from there is watching this, know that I emailed them twice didn't get a response, and I was like, I'm not going to go there, you know, because it's kind of the pandemic kind of going on, yeah. you know, kind of, sort of. But, you know, I try to get to the lodge next time. You know, we would like to, I like to visit, the, visit that lodge, you know, next time we're out there.
0: Well, maybe if you have the, the mayor that you were talking about, go join the lodge, then well, know, that, he that, can hook you that, up.
1: That was, the, that was the initial goal. Uh uh-huh. Because I told him, I, I, I told him, I told my cousins, you know, his kids, that, yo, I want to go to the lodge. They're like, what is this lodge? What is this? <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, I told him and I said, you know, I, and, you know, and, and, you know my, my family is very tight. They're very tight. So, you know, if, if I go out there and they, they definitely will, and he definitely will put a lot of support behind them as well, you know. We're very tight. If he sees it's something that I'm, I'm, I have my heart in, he definitely will get behind it as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you know.
0: Well, very good. Um, I don't know if there's anything that we left out that you wanted to cover, but I will be sure to get the information that uh, you know for the fight and yes. where people can you know do the pay per view and, and make yeah. sure that they pay for it and watch it. I'll be Beautiful. happy to make sure that's in there. And, yes, uh, I
1: appreciate that. Maybe we can get, get on this again, you know, uh, midway during my training and talk a little bit more about it.
0: Sure. I'd be happy to have you. That'd be great. Okay.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Joseph.
0: All right. Thank you. And, okay. Uh, thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, everybody, uh, tune in next time for our next uh, podcast, and uh, we'll see you all around. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh,